tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, we didn't spend a lot of time going over the weather yesterday <laughs> no, because we, we both were kind of like, it's cold. It's like Monday. Ah, yeah, you know. But waking up today, and and you and I were both laughing about the rain, you know. Yes. And it's like I I I don't mind it being cold. No, um, it's no. just I want. I just would rather have our winter batched batched together in about a three week period. Like I don't mind if it gets cold, like right after Christmas through January. Right, yeah. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. But ours doesn't do that. This is typical. We'll get a cold spurt in November, then back to nice warm. Mm-hmm. Then a cold spurt maybe in December, yeah. and then back to kind of, hey, man, it's baseball time. And then right when you get excited about that, boom, yep. shh, freezing. Yeah. You know, we brag about having four seasons here. It yes. would be nice to have them in their own little slots, you know, yes. <laughs> instead of yeah. having them mixed together. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though, like today, it just for those of you, no matter where you're listening, okay, right now today, we're looking at highs maybe around 50-ish, I guess. Yeah. Uh, upper and, 40s, yeah. Yeah, and rain, okay? Yeah. Rain all yesterday, morning long, yeah. Yeah, yesterday it was like, I mean, like minus 12, you know? It was freezing <laughs> yesterday morning. <laughs> it, was, I mean, it was horrible. It was. It was like 30 yesterday yeah. morning. And, and that's cold for us, by the way. Yeah, that is cold for us. Right now it's 45 and, we're, and we have showers. Yeah. And I, 45 and rain. Yeah. I just remember telling LaDonna yesterday when we were talking about this, because now that we don't have kids at home, setting the thermostat and leaving it is pretty much okay. Except mm-hmm. that, you know, when it was going to be down in 30 degrees, you know, I had to put an air conditioner, a window. <laughs> we have central heat and air. I had to put a window air unit in our bedroom for LaDonna, you know. And so even though the temperature's in the 30s, I wake up and that air window thing was running. Yeah. And I'm like, baby, we could just crack the window maybe, you know. I'm <laughs> I like the noise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so there you go. But any, when I heard oh, the thing man. is, when I after as cold as it was yesterday, and then I heard the rain when we got up this morning, my yep. first thought was, I don't have any children to terrorize about, hey, I wonder if they're going to cancel school because right. the roads might be icy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our buddy James Spann, the meteorologist, has been posting snow pictures on, on his social media. Because he does weather for different places all over, oh, yeah. all over, you know. So his listeners right. in other states are sending him snow pictures, and he's just putting them up on Facebook. And I'm going, oh, how funny, dude! How funny, good for him. You're just getting everybody all riled up. Is all you're doing. Come on. Oh yeah. And by the way, I know we have a lot of people that don't that are not in our geographical area right. listening, yeah. and that's cool. We love yeah. you. But uh, yeah, when when we have a hint of a chance for a flurry, <gasps> um, we go ahead and hit the stores. We get the bread and the milk and. And we mm-hmm. cancel school and work yep. and everything else. And, yep. you know, the panic so. begins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Life radio dot FM. It is the Mark and Mac show. And yeah, as long as we're going to talk about winter type weather, Mark. <laughs> yeah. This sounds like the beginning to a joke. You know, mm-hmm. a deer crashes into a school office. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it did happen. A deer caused chaos at a school in Wisconsin. Uh, when it jumped through a window into an office that had two employees inside. The Pacelli Catholic Schools said the deer crashed through a window into the office shared by Director of Advancement Shauna Rhodes and Director of Marketing Jody Napawaki, uh, thank you, at the <laughs> PCS Central Office in Stevens Point. 
Nepawaki says, I honestly thought it was an explosion. I didn't know what it was. We didn't see it coming. Napawaki and Rhodes fled the office while the deer, which they described as a large buck, explored the room in an apparent search for an exit. He could have just followed them out. I mean, come on. The deer made its way out of the office and into a hallway, eventually leaving the building through the front door. Uh, the school said on Facebook, thankfully, no one was harmed, including the deer that showed itself out the front door. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was looking for the antelope to play. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark um you and i don't spend a lot of time talking about uh church of the highlands no we mention it you know and yeah. uh we mentioned the having been in i have a i have a real soft spot in my heart for church of the highlands because of the very first easter service they did in birmingham yeah um, when the, when they, as a church were still, they were what, 12 weeks old, maybe, maybe not yeah, even that they were what, still in a high school gym. Yeah. Borrowing space. I think they were at mountain Brook, yeah. mountain Brook middle school, I think, but yeah, anyway. that's right. Yeah. And they would go in and set up but, every, uh, every Sunday morning yeah. at the, at the crack mm-hmm. of dark 30. <laughs> yep. And yeah. anyway, and, and over the years, and we're talking about that. So they started what 2000 and, um, over the years. Uh, we have done when we were in Birmingham on DJC. We did a number of things with them. I remember the first anniversary of 9/11. We did that at Samford uh, with uh, uh, Chris Hodges and uh, Brother Roy Moore. Remember that? Yeah, that was a hoot. Wow. Um, anyway, so there's a, when when my daughter Hannah, when as by the way, as Church of the Highlands has grown, you know, from the uh, place in Birmingham to where now there's what 50,000 members that join each week. And <laughs> yeah, there's, they like have 18 or 19 campuses all over the state yeah. of Alabama, one in Columbus, Georgia. Yep. Yeah. And, and they're one of the biggest prison ministries, you know, in yeah. terms of reach out. But the bottom line is, um, unless you have gone and experienced it, it's difficult for me to explain it. Right. And, um, but here's what has happened. And I've seen it a number of times, Mark, I, I didn't comment on Highlands in terms of how the service is good because I didn't know until I went, you know? And then once I went, I went, wow, this is really cool. It's not Mm going to be everybody's cup of tea. I get that. That's, that's why we have so many different, um, you know, different churches and things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, by golly, it isn't new. (laughs) When the apostle Paul has to say, some of you are, uh, say you follow Apollos. Some of you say you, you know, it's, and he was saying, we're all preaching the same thing. Don't pick one of us, you know? Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of what Scott Dawson said. He said, Jesus didn't say, follow my followers. He said, follow me. Right. And so if we truly are following Jesus, then we want to find a church that actually is something where we feel like it's fan that we're a part of things. And we feel spiritually fulfilled and we feel like we're growing and wanting to reach out. That's what we want in a church, whether it's Highlands or any other church doesn't matter. Find the one where you feel like this is where I want to be mm. and go. And it, by the way, if you haven't been to a bad church service yet, <laughs> um, you haven't been to enough church, you know, that's so, true. Yes. But here, here's why I'm bringing this up, Mark, because you and I have been through the, uh, oh goodness, we've been raked over the coals, mostly by church religious yeah. people yeah, um, who don't understand the ability to actually know what's happening in the world around us. And, you know, commenting on the mm-hmm. funniest things in life. Yeah. It's not mean spirited, but uh, I remember when we used to get that uh, coarse jesting thrown in our face. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, so Mac Butler, uh, Mac Butler's a friend of mine. He's a uh, state representative again. He was 
okay. uh, elected again. Congratulations, I, Mac. I thought that was a familiar um, name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he and his family, um, they go to Church of the Highlands in, uh, I think, Southside Rainbow City, Gadsden area. Okay. I don't know where the campus is. All right. I actually went, you know what? Two Christmases ago, that's where we actually went to the campus in Gadsden to see the Christmas program because mm-hmm. it was all booked everywhere else, you yeah. know? Yeah. And anyway, I know this is long, but here's my point. Um, Mac's wife, Connie, had posted a picture of the, uh, of the Butler family, Mac and the fam, and, um, they're at, uh, um, at the movies, you know, a pit with the uh, logo in the background right, yeah. of them. And anyway, talking about Church of the Highlands and movies, you know? Yeah, that's what and, they're doing. Uh, Just as an explanation, <clears throat> every year they do this thing called At the Movies yeah. where right. they edit they, they edit out scenes from popular movies. And then mm-hmm. Pastor Chris sits in front of the camera and, and delivers a message right. based on the theme of the movie. And, and it's actually extremely effective. It's an amazing event. It's an incredible evangelistic tool. It's Mm -hmm. the reason it's there is for you to bring your lost friends to church. Right. Yeah. Which is by the way, the point, you know, the point. So Connie Parnell, uh, Connie Butler, Mac's wife had posted this on uh, this picture with her family in front of the Matt, the movies. And she said, we love at the movies at church of the Highlands. And I I thought it was great, you know, and I, I was going to comment, but then I looked down on some of the comments. Okay. Hmm. And somebody had actually written, um, y'all watch, y'all watched a movie for your church service? <laughs> Question mark. And then she wrote, um, they take short scenes from a movie and apply it to biblical teachings and scripture. Question coming back again. Interesting. I guess this is a more of a mega church thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. The reason I wanted to point that out is not out of meanness or anything else. It's just why. What is your entire point yeah. of lump making uh, a being negative about a church thing that somebody's excited about? What is your goal in smacking another believer down? You know, what is the point of denigrating something that you don't know anything about and lumping it together like a mega church is a bad thing? Mm. How can you knock? And I will tell you this: the reason I win. To Church of the Highlands from a church that I had been attending was when somebody in the church said, I can't believe she's letting her daughter take her family to Church of the Highlands. Wow. To somebody. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you, you know, and, and knocking it. And all I'm going to tell you is that, A, if you haven't been, go. Mm-hmm. They, you can do it online. I recommend you going in person to any one of the campuses because it, it'll freak you out the way it's done. <laughs> it really will. It's the first time, the first time Jane and I went, as we walked away, um, uh, back to the car, I said, I, and, "And me being involved in yeah. in the church for so long, right. and having done so many different jobs, and having right. you know been involved in the production yeah. of services and and all that, I just I just said they they hit the bullseye on everything mm-hmm. they did. Everything yep. was they did everything right, and right. and the pastor himself will say <clears throat> to people who are critics." Um, he'll, well, come check us out. Come check us out for yourself. Come to a service. Just come on and see for yourself what we are and what we do. And Mm -hmm. I'll just put it this way. The bottom line is always the bottom line where it's business, whatever. Okay. And the bottom line for a church is how many people are coming to Jesus. That's the bottom line. And when a church has anywhere from three to 5,000 salvations a year, Mm -hmm. you better stop complaining and go look at what they're doing. Why would you complain? I know. 
But that's we, my, ignorance. Yeah. That's why. Yes. Ignorance. It's that's the whole thing. Oh, that's one of the mega churches. Okay. Yep. Good. So, Thanks. God bless you. So, so how how much is your church? You know, how many yeah. people have come to Jesus because of what your church is doing? Right. Uh, let's okay, if, tell me that, please. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so sad. It is sad because the reason uh, attendance is down at many churches in the United States of America is because we haven't been teaching appropriate things. We have not been teaching the word of God because the word of God is a loving, inclusive word, you know, and obviously we've done something wrong because it's not going, when you look at politics Mm -hmm. and religion, they do go hand in hand. And when you look at what's happening in the United States of America today by people who claim to be Christians, um, sorry, friends, um, you're lost. You're lost, dying, going to a devil's hell. And our church, the one that has the same pews for the last 30 years, and you've got your spot all set. When Mm -hmm. was the last time you shared the truth of what's that? You know, when was the last time we did our job? And I'm going to tell you, it's probably been a long time. Yeah. I want to go to your pastor and ask how much do you like your church has in the bank and you'll be surprised how much money the church, your church may have, especially a big local church. There's one that I know of that actually has millions of dollars in the bank, an amazing facility, incredible place, but I never hear about them doing anything for their community or I never hear about how many people are coming to Jesus. It's not about your building. It's not about your bank account. It's about what you're doing for the kingdom. And if you're not doing anything, You'd better stop complaining about people who are. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And hey, one last little thing. <laughs> I feel like Columbo. <laughs> one more thing. One, one more thing. Yeah. All right. And, and Mark and I were talking about this in between because, look, when um, over the years, as we have found our own world of criticism, thank you, Mothers Against Mark and Mac. <laughs> Um, we might be a little more open to things in terms of look, the, but, but again, the, we're supposed to be sharing the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus. We're supposed to be doing that every day. And if we are, um, church is not, um, church attendance does not equate to salvation. And, no. you know, it, no. they are not mutually exclusive ideas, but the thing is, if you're out sharing the gospel, you need that home base yep. to get, you know, to go back to, to get filled or whatever. But with church of the highlands, um, the, the Sunday morning service. Okay. Um, and I mentioned this to you uh, several years ago and, and you pointed out to me, Dave, Sunday morning service is there for a reason. Yeah. And there are people, there are people who say, I, I look at, I mean, you have stage lights, you've got big LED oh, yeah. videos. It is a show. Videos. It is, it is, it is a show on par with, uh, with practically any place you could go and pay big money. It's a major production right. on Sunday mornings. It really it's is awesome, and it is pe- very entertaining. And people say, "I what you've got? Oh, I, you've got smoke generators. You've got mm-hmm. all this stuff yeah. going on. You got yeah. you know all this technology and all that, mm-hmm. and and you and you're just not teaching. You're just not teaching. Yeah. There's no depth there. You're just not mm-hmm. ain't teaching the word. Right. And in in the orientation process, when you become a member at Church of the Highlands, they call it the growth track. Pastor Chris actually says. Our, that Sunday morning service, if you're not happy with it and you don't, you're not happy with the depth. Get into a small group. That's right. what the small groups are for. They're there. The small groups are there for your spiritual growth. That's why they're right. there. Sunday that's morning. That's why the church grows the way it does. That's exactly right. Sunday morning, that's for the people you're going to bring to church. Right. <laughs> so, and you know, as, a, as somebody yeah. who's somebody who's actually done, and Mark and I both have been on staff at churches over yeah. the years, but yeah. the, we're. Um, whenever, and it happens all the time with youth, 
parents and grand, they point at the children mm. and say, y'all need to bring a friend to church. This week is bring a friend to church. <laughs> and I remember on more than one occasion where I have said, we're not doing that. Um, mom and dad, it's time for you to lead by example. You bring a friend to church. Wow. Yeah. And I will tell you every time I've done that, I have gotten not in trouble, but I've <laughs> caught grief over it. Yeah. Pushback. And I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, it's like, but how is, how are you, how are we supposed to do this? I know that, you know what, the, we do need to bring children in, you know, we have to get our kids in church and get them taught. But a lot of times what they learn in church is not very biblical, you know, and mm. we need to make sure. And that's where church of the Highlands comes in. The Sunday morning service is, it is a show. And I'm going to be honest, it is a pep rally. It's not like mm. Mark, it's not like we're showing Christmas vacation and, you know, <laughs> running and running over just because it's that right, there yeah. might be bits from a movie and teaching on that. It isn't about, um, watching a movie it's about right. teaching the word and even on a sunday morning you do get the word Absolutely. you do it you is really a, do, it yeah. is a wonderful pep rally the praise and worship is just there's everything there and it is fun and and by the way it's okay to laugh in church it's okay yeah. to have fun in church it's okay <laughs> and uh, pastor chris has got a whole he's got an arsenal of uh of cajun jokes because he comes from louisiana oh, yeah. he, he can tell oh, a yeah. boudreau joke but oh, yeah. uh but that whole thing about the about the service not being what you yeah. want it to be and right. and all that it's not for you. I mean, right. you, you, you should know that. You know, you should yep. know that. And that's but I will tell you this: if you have a youth group, you know, and you're and you're the director or whatever, you've got a kid in youth. You know what would be probably a lot of fun um, is actually get do get your youth group together and go to a service together, and mm. then come back home to church and talk about hey. What did we see here? What did we do? What, where can this be applied to our life and our work here with our church? You know, yeah. what can we do? Because by being a vibrant church means it's growing. And in reality, if we truly are bringing people like we should, if we're sharing the gospel like we should, our churches would all be mega churches. Wow. You know, you, you mentioned something a while ago about, uh, about people sitting in churches, you know, they, they, they've been in about, the gospel not being preached and people being in, you, you mentioned something about that. I don't remember exactly mm -hmm. your words on it, but I spent 10 years working for an evangelistic organization. And I went not only to student conferences, but also to various churches where Scott, Scott Dawson would speak. And I would watch as people who had been in church for their entire lives realized mm -hmm. they didn't know Jesus. Right. And they would come forward and, and, and dedicate their lives to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot. It happens in every church where somebody's just been raised in the church mm -hmm. and they don't know the one that's being preached about. It happens all the time. And they're at the, at the student conferences, you would see kids who had been, I mean, they've been going to church since they were drug in by their parents, you know, mm -hmm. you know, when they were a little bitty, they'd get born and, right. and they go to church every week, but they don't know Jesus. And it, at some point during one of the sessions being taught different things about biblical principles, they realize, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense to me. Why not? And they'll realize, oh, it's because I don't know the person it's about, you know? <laughs> so that's the whole point. And, and this is this whole show today, it's not about praise, you know, singing the praises of Church of the Highlands. It's just saying, hey, they're doing something right. 
And if you got a problem with it, go investigate what they're doing and figure out what it is that's attracting people. And I think you'll pretty much find out what's attracting people is they're p- telling them the truth. That Sunday morning thing, Chris is one of the one of the most gifted gifted communicators I've ever seen. He can put things in ways that make you understand very complex things in very simple ways. And so people will come in the door and they've been confused about things all their lives in their Christian walk. And they'll walk out going, I never thought of it that way before. Now it makes sense. Right. You know, he's just good at that. And that's one of the reasons that three to 5,000 people every year turn to Jesus as a result of one of their services. It's just amazing. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, I, I'm glad you pointed out a few minutes ago, we're not doing a show about Church of the Highlands oh, for any reason. Just, just FYI. Stop a mind this morning. Yeah. Well, it's because I saw somebody post something really snarky on Facebook. And, uh, and it was a, a believer that was not attacking. I mean, she was just trying to be snide or, you know, it's mm-hmm. just knocking something. And it's like, you're knocking something you don't know about. And I will tell you that, that, that's just not a good thing. Just before mm-hmm. you ever criticize or are critical of something, anything, make sure you know what it is. Yeah. Because somebody else might hold it very close and dear to them, and you might be knocking the chair out from underneath of them, you know? Yeah. And, and so just make what, sure you know what you're talking about before you go negative. That's and, all. And when you're looking into it, look beyond the places that are telling you all the negative stuff. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because that's oh, we're, right. we're bad about that. The church, we're bad about doing that. We do, yeah. We get into our own, little, our, our own little tunnel vision thing going on, and we only see things a certain way. And if we'll just kind of step back a little bit, and I'm not talking about you know, losing your salvation, losing your yeah. faith, losing it. I'm talking about just take a step back and actually look at the situation outside of the way all of your little naysayers are talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and see what's really <laughs> going on. Yeah. Mark. All right. It is so funny. I, um, we were doing a Mark and Mac, the revival tour at a little small country church. So that's what the whole goal was. Yeah, they, they all were. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was the goal was to yeah. go into a church that really couldn't, you know, afford to put on an event. We'll do it for you kind of thing. Anyway. Um, and we were talking I, at the time, the, the book by Bruce Wilkinson, prayer of Jabez or Yabez, mm, yeah. uh, was really big. <laughs> and, um, and I was sharing something about the book. Okay. And an older lady, um, who probably was mad because somebody was sitting in her assigned seat in the church, <laughs> some guest you know. that she'd never seen before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she says, you know, well, I prefer to go to the word of God. Uh-huh. I don't need a book to tell me what it says. I just oh, go right my. to it. And, and I said, you know, you're right, man. But um, as somebody who has been to Bible college and has, you know, done, I wasn't familiar with this passage mm-hmm. in this way until Bruce Wilkinson pointed it out in his book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think it's valuable to understand, <laughs> you know. And yeah. I, But I was polite because she was just old, and I thought I could have ripped her. I could have, but yeah. I, there's no point in it. She's somebody's mom or somebody's grandma or somebody's evil Sunday school teacher. I don't know, but it was just (laughs) evil Sunday school teacher. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. That's great. The whole point. How many times? Yeah. How many times you get ripped for, for reading out? Okay. You step up and you read out of the, uh, the, the, the NIV instead of the King James. And somebody says, I wish he'd use God's version of the word, you know? And (laughs) Oh, that yeah. happened enough times because both of us would take a few minutes yep. to share, you know, and yeah. that, would, that would happen enough times that finally I started. I, do you remember what I used to say? Let's not argue over which translation, 
you know, because <laughs> yeah. I, I would open mine and say, mm-hmm. I, I, I've got the NIV here, but let's yeah. not quibble over translations because the important thing is to start reading. It doesn't matter what version right. you start reading in. Just start reading. Right. Just Look, read, man, just do it. I went, you know? <laughs> I went to Bible college. Okay. Yeah. At the time, and we're talking at a time where debate, I, I, the non-denominational Christian college. Okay. The yeah. denomination of its own. Anyway. So there were people that came from all different religions and or all different denominations rather. And, um, because of that, you had some people that were really married to the KJV, the King right. James version, yeah. not the, not the new King James version, right. you know, and all the, these different the things. The 1611, and, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that guy oh, with that? Word. Yeah. <laughs> he was the dentist from Boaz. Oh, bless yes. his heart. We love him. And but, you have no idea the yeah. emails that man sent me. And he had the hat, the t-shirt and everything else. And all mm-hmm. I'm thinking of is, dude, really? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the hill you want to die on you know <laughs> come on anyway what's more important your favorite version or bleeding people to jesus in a oh language they can understand come right. on. right <laughs> it just and it still boggles my mind you know because but the bottom line is with all things our job is to share jesus with a lost and dying world and you can do that in so many ways in your in our regular life you know Wait, you realize, you know, like when you go to the convenience store, if you have one of those regular stores, you know, and you kind of get to know the people that work there. Yeah. And, you know, some, it's more than just, hey, how you doing? It's, it is you when you learn who they are and maybe they've got kids and you, over time, you know them a little bit. But when you say, hey, how you doing? And you can tell they're not having a good day. Mm. You realize that is an opening to share the truth, not preach at somebody, not quote King James Version of the Bible. Yeah. It's an opportunity to share the truth. And find out what is going on. Let me, you know, do you mind if I pray for you? What's going on? And, you know, that's an open door and that's our job. Mm. I mean, if you really want to see what we're supposed to do, um, we are supposed to share the gospel and do too often. We shoot our, we we're like Dobermans. We eat our own, you know? (laughs) Oh my word. Yeah. And thing is, is having been down the path many times and I, we have met some wonderful people, you know, who, um, we have met wonderful people who really are stuck on the wrong thing and are not helping anybody. <laughs> yeah. So be the pun that actually can just grin and bear it, you know? <laughs> wow. So I, you reminded me of, and I'm trying to find it. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, there was a song years ago, <clears throat> way back before I, I met you <clears throat> and I'm looking for, uh, I thought that was the lyrics. It's not, it's the story. There's a guy named Chuck Gerard. He was a Christian artist way back like seventies, eighties. Oh, okay. And, uh, and he had a song on an album called the name above all names. And the song was called don't shoot the wounded. And, <laughs> and it's, and, and, and part of it says, don't shoot the, shoot the wounded. They need us more than ever. And it's about people in the church who are having a hard time, basically. But we run across people having a hard time all the time. And Mm -hmm. sadly, we would prefer, in many cases, we would prefer to tell them what's wrong with their lives and condemn their life for their life for their problems (laughs) than we would to offer them a solution. You know? Yeah. It's the same mentality that would count cuss words in a movie. And I you know what I mean? So Remember that. Wow. You see that little thing pop up on social media. You never know what people are going through, so be kind. Yeah. That should, mm-hmm. I mean, that shouldn't even be a reminder for Christians. That should be your mindset. You never know what they're right. going through. Look for it as an opportunity to introduce them to the way things could be better. And let me just point one thing out. And I tried to do this 
whenever I get into this study of the word, you know, KJV versus NIV yes, versus yes, whatever. Okay. Right, yeah. There's a word used in the King James version oh, of the Bible. What? <laughs> yes. What? W O T. Yeah. Now, what does it really mean? And I'm going to tell you what it means, but it is used in the Bible over and over again. And it's an archaic word. It's not a word we use anymore. Right. It actually, W O T means to be aware. Okay. To know something, to right. be aware of something. That's what it is. It is not what, like a question mark or anything. It, the thing is, is that that's what got me is <laughs> how can somebody, I, I know you can, but if you're sharing the gospel, don't you want to share one that somebody can understand without having to go research? You know, <laughs> what is this word? I have to learn new words to be a part of your religion. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. Wow. So be relevant, be what we're supposed to be real. And by the way, when somebody's going through a tough time and you point your bony finger of righteous uh, indignation and tell them they deserve it because of their lifestyle, whatever else, you're, you're not sin. really helping. That's right. Here's what you sin. do. Here's what you do. You, Hey, Mark, you know what? When I was going through a similar situation, this is what I did. And you know, it made it a lot worse. So, <laughs> you know, you might not want to do that, you know, or, you know, but, but start making, don't yeah. make it about you, right. but explain how you did it. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, that's, I learned that in Alcoholics Anonymous, okay? Mm. That you, you know, because people are sharing. You don't tell them what they're doing wrong. You merely say, when I was going through something similar, this is what I did. Yeah. That is how, if you want to share the gospel, that's the open door. And once you've done that, the person that you're trying mm. to help, now they know, hey, you have been through this. I, you know, yeah. I'm telling you, man, that open door and sharing the truth, that is is what will change somebody's day. That's what will lead them to Jesus, and that is what we are supposed to be doing. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag Show. You know, Mark. Yes? Here's, here's the feet walking down the hallway, and here's the toes getting stepped on. So... As long as we're doing it, let's talk about oh, the lottery. No. Can we do that? Uh, wow. Because here's what it says. Look, here's your headline. Missouri duos $50,000 Powerball ticket sat unchecked for months. Mm -hmm. And again, I've told you, I don't understand how they're, you know, because yeah. there's so many different ways to lose your money with lottery related sure. stuff. Yeah. I don't know which one they played. All I know is that we had a big billion-dollar lottery, and that's the one I would have wanted to play yeah. had I wanted to play the this Powerball, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one that's the most attractive. When it's over, okay. when it finally hits over $2 billion, yeah. you got my attention, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you know what? It still wasn't enough to make me drive 30 minutes no, out of the way. No, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not driving to it, you know, across the Georgia line yeah. or up to Tennessee or any place. I'm not doing that. No. I know. You know Jane, How sad is actually, that? Jane's in Huntsville right now. Maybe there you go. Uh, anyway, a Missouri man who won a $50,000 lottery prize with a friend said the ticket had been on his dresser for months before he discovered it was a winner. The Missouri lottery said the man ha and a friend bought a ticket for the June 11th uh, Powerball drawing from a quick trip store in O'Fallon. Um, he told lottery officials, me and a buddy I've known for 50 years have been playing for the last few. I've known him since seventh grade. We had lockers close to each other. Why that was relevant, I don't know, but hello. Uh, the man <laughs> said the, the ticket had been left unchecked for months before he remembered to bring it to his store and have it scanned. He said, the ticket was on my dresser since June 11th. When I checked it, the clerk said, you won $50,000. And I said, wow, that's good. 
No. <laughs> this guy's got a gift for the understatement. Wow. The man said he called his wife to tell her the news. And he said he asked her how her day was go her going. And then I told her, here's how my day's going. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the man didn't disclose whether he has any plans for his share of the winnings. <laughs> Is this guy's name Bert the geologist? <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and boy mark um i'm thinking as we make plans for uh 2023 um one of the plans i think for and i'm thinking first quarter january february march um is going to be finishing counting votes in arizona (laughs) and uh, so just letting you know yeah that that plan is out there yeah all right I, Oklahoma I, City. I, I will say this before we yeah. move to Oklahoma City. If yeah. you think that has been decided, it's just because the news media has announced it's decided because they really haven't finished counting the votes in Arizona yet. It's it. I I I have complete and total confidence that the, that the Secretary of State, who's responsible for the vote process and how it's counted, who is also running for governor, is going to win because she's because she's the democrat and they're slow walking this whole process until they find enough votes for her to win i have a i'm totally confident that that's how how it's going to turn out but it's not over yet the fat lady has not sung let's just say that so i don't think that's any way to talk about a woman out there in arizona mark (laughs) you know one thing as long as we're there and we'll deal with oklahoma city in a minute but here's your scoop um when a year before the election okay when uh the this was all getting, they were like, okay, you need to step down from your position as yes. head of the Democrat party again, you know, right. cause you can't be, you cannot be the person legally responsible, right. You know, mm-hmm. and run for the office. You just can't do mm-hmm. it. There, there has to be a, you're either one or the other and she wouldn't do it. You know, nope. Not going to do it. Also refused to debate her yep. challenger. Right. Why would she have to, you yeah. know? Yeah. She doesn't have to, she, she could, to. she could do what Joe Biden did and just sit in the yep. basement and talk to people on video. That's, you know, yep. And somehow have just, 81 million people show up to vote for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, gang, just Jesus is the answer. Okay? That's true. And while it is very irritating to know that we as people in the United States of America get lied to on a daily basis, um, don't put your faith in them. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, it tells us it's better to put your trust in the Lord, you know, the man. And yeah. we just. Is if that if our pol- political system is not a reminder of that, mm. then you know you really ought to get out more. You yeah. know, it's just, you just, I'm, I'm done with them. Is what it amounts to. Yeah. It just is so frustrating. Once that you once they you, get away with it, Mark. Once you realize that politicians <clears throat> will stack the deck in their favor every opportunity the opportunity they are given, and then lie right. to you about stacking the deck, right? Then you realize this is the game we're playing. Hey, you, you know, remember um. Remember Jesse Smollett? Um, yes, yes. Uh, and, and during the, the Polar Chicago two a.m. Th- yeah, yeah, thirty and below. Media, yes, yeah. Media ran with it like mm-hmm. it was a truth, even though even on the outside, just looking at it at face value, you're going, "Okay, that doesn't even look. That does not sound right." Okay, right. something about and this instead of fish- looking at it with a instead of using a critical view of the thing, they jumped. The liberal media jumped in and pushed it. Right, and then you know, thing is, um, there are things done by politicians and actors, you know, to gain attention. Um, and FYI, there has been a lot of uh, grumblings about Nancy Pelosi, okay, mm. as a spe- what she has done in her political career, how the family Pelosi has made millions, um, how they've lied, cheated, and stolen, and everything else. And I'm just telling you, the attack on Paul Pelosi made no sense to me. 
And it still makes no sense to me because when the police arrived, I'm just throwing this out there as a lie of the devil here, but when the police arrived, he was fine. Yep. No sign of anything going on. Yep. Now, how is it possible that the police arrived, nothing's going on, and next thing you know, we've got some crazy Trump guy arrested for attacking him. They so, say, yeah. Yes, but here's the deal. You know, did you know that NBC has squashed um, uh, a piece done about that mm. uh, by one of their main corresponding guys? Um, his name is one of those ones that's really weird that I can't, you know, every okay. time I see it, I'm like, oh, and um, anyway, uh, Miguel, I can say that one, but it's Almagur, I think, okay. Almagur. All right. Uh, anyway, 10 or 11 days ago, he put together an entire piece that they're calling explosive on the Paul Pelosi thing. Oh. And NBC said, nope, we ain't running it. And the reason is we ain't running it because we are staying the course. If it really did happen, Mark, it would be front page who this guy is, where he was born, and everything else. Mm -hmm. And how is Paul recovering? Not, not from his alcoholic break that he had a couple of months ago with the DUI, but how mm -hmm. is Paul recovering now? How is it affecting the family Pelosi? We would, and you know what? We would all be sympathetic to the situation yeah but it didn't happen yeah. and it wouldn't hold up shining the light on that story yeah. it broke it down and so that's why it's like what we have questions yeah a lie is still a lie friends you know yeah, a lie is. doesn't become the truth no it, never <laughs> no, does. it just doesn't yeah, so does anyway lie. throwing it out there is do yeah. not believe anything you hear or see ever right. <laughs> except from us <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Mac Show. And, you know, Mark, we started talking about Oklahoma City a minute ago. Well, we didn't <laughs> actually. I mentioned. Yes. I said Oklahoma City and then, hey, man, shiny. <laughs> no. <laughs> Squirrel. Welcome Sorry. to our lives. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those there. It's one of yeah. them our days, Mark. All right, well, so there's here's this. the headline. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City Zoo seeks help naming. Naming. Mm -hmm. You need help naming mm -hmm. now see there's a difference in what they think of help and what i think of help i don't think you need help you're trying to work a promotion here to name a court that's of lion cubs. right yes that's now, what's working yeah but i think when you say we need help you need money you need transport you need diet you know <laughs> right yeah no not naming though. no anyway. they they need you to pay attention to them for a moment and remember right. they're there it's what it is next thing you know the oklahoma city zoo is going to show movies to try to get people to come <laughs> Well, the Oklahoma City Zoo is asking for the public's help to name a quartet of lion cubs that was recently born there. The zoo said a seven-year-old, uh, the seven, their seven-year-old African lioness, Dunya, gave birth to her first litter of cubs, three females and a male. The zoo is now asking the public to help choose names for the cubs from three groups of names that were chosen by the lion care team. So basically, huh. they're already giving you giving you names to choose from. So yeah. it's pick a name. It's the pick a name game. Uh, the pick first a name, not your nose. Come on, man. That's it. I would go with Mufasa yes, Simba. I'm with you. Yeah, find yeah. the black sheep of that family and name him Scar. That's it. That's it. Actually, it would you'd have well, Scar would end up being the male, and then the two females mm. or three females would have to be the female names from the Lion King. Doesn't matter. No, but, you can but call those anything. those it, are Mark, not the names. They you, gave we are you. in a unisex society, Mark. Uh -huh. You can you do not. You know what? Oh, that's you right. Can call him. Call him Sue. Doesn't matter because there was a boy named Sue back in the day. I guess the uh, the veterinarians decided the gender of the cubs. So yes, <laughs> they were assigned they a gender at birth. And you notice the balance there. It's not two and two. It's three to one. So there's some, there's some bias here. Okay. 
<laughs> well, the first the first group of names is Nima, Zahara, and Makina for the females, and Mishengo Mish- for the male. The second is Nayasi, Malima, and Mti for the females, and Mwamba for the male. And the third group is Larry, Mo, and Kurt, um, Ada, uh. Alva, and Talamena for the females, and Shawnee for the male. So there's your, all of your syllables to choose from. So, Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm with you. Let's go with Mufasa and the rest. <laughs> Mark and Mac mornings only on liferadio.fm. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and uh, boy oh boy i'm looking at a headline and i don't know what it means <laughs> i kind of thought that i'm not happen. kidding yeah i yeah. mean when uh cracks ground herks right i was thinking about herks see there was this guy up in new york city back in the day herk they called it a herks party okay um he was a dj and oh, okay. he was one of these guys that they would do a youth uh, thing at the in the projects and i don't know i can't remember which one it is but there were projects in new york and um they had a room in uh in the bottom of one of the the uh welfare building i don't know what do you call a welfare building a building that is government housing and you know built just for that in new york city the anyway, projects yeah. they the, i know that's what we call them but i i don't yeah. know that i'm i can't imagine when the government's sitting going they're labeling the projects right, and they become yeah. the project yeah but anyway there would they would always build a, a room in the bottom as a gathering place, a youth room or whatever, you know, and they would play, I don't know, tiddlywinks. But anyway, um, there was a guy named Herc, and he would DJ down there just as entertainment on a Friday night yeah, or whatever, yeah, and yeah. the kids would come down, and they would that way they could have fun right there in the building and not, not have to go far from home. Gotcha. And he'd charge 25 or 50 cents or whatever, and boom, they, you'd have a party. The reason I'm saying this is the only he, he is actually labeled as one of the guys who brought about rap music and uh, break dancing. Okay. Okay. And his name was Herc, and it began in these little because he would find you know what anyway the history of rap and break dancing just another one of the little things stuck on the side of my head inside that keeps me from being uh you know anything yeah. I'm just stuck with. Well, this, nothing, Mark. This has nothing to do with that guy. Nothing. I know. I know that, but I saw Herx, and that was the first thing. A-G-R-C-S. Oh, hey. The, okay. You know what? Yeah, we need, Mark, if we don't study the history of rap music, you know? Come on. <laughs> well, this is not about rap music or, or breakdancing. This is oh. actually about the Air Force, which could not be more diametrically mm. on the other end of the scale from mm-hmm. that than anything else I could wow. imagine. <laughs> wow. And see, I thought you were about to go into the breakdancing thing, and you yeah. know, no, no, what you hear uh, is not a test of rapping to the beat. No, no. See, my brother was in the Air Force for like nine years. And I, I can't imagine, I just knowing my brother and knowing other people who were in the Air Force, I can't imagine anybody in the Air Force breakdancing. I just can't. Hip, hop, hippie to the hippie, <laughs> hip, hip, hop, you don't stop a rocking to the bang, bang, boogie. Say. Uh, yeah, well, the Air Force has grounded 116 C-130 Hercules aircraft. That's what the Hercs are. Oh. Yeah. More why? than 20% of their fleet after it was determined that inscriptions... Mm-hmm scratched in the propellers documenting inspections for cracks actually caused cracks 
Oh, no, that's too bad. Oh, my word. Mark, come on. This sounds like something would happen to you and me right here. Air Force spokesperson Major Bo Downey says the process used to engrave serial numbers on the propellers likely contributed to cracks that are being found on the C-130Hs. Um, that process, which involved an electric arc pen to incise digits into the surface of the metal, was stopped about six months ago and will not be used going forward. Some of the aircraft have been returned to service, but the Air Force won't say how many. The cracks and aircraft groundings came to light in October, but the cause wasn't released until this week. Downey said the Air Force is studying how the cracks spread from the inscriptions and is working on getting the Hercules uh, aircraft back online. Quote, this will be an incremental process based on operational priority, and our focus remains the safety of our crews. Wow. Wow. This is, this is, this is just the perfect illustration for every government project ever, you know? <laughs> I know how we'll fix that, and then the fix makes it worse. <laughs> Yeah, that again, never trust the government, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, mm-hmm. I don't think, and I mean this, I, I there could be a day I missed, okay? Yeah. But I, I, I'm pretty certain I have never, ever, ever solved a rubik's cube wow okay wow i'm serious i i know that i think i've seen them come out of the box where they're you know solved already i think Mm -hmm. but maybe not i mean i've never actually turned those things and fixed one ever yeah i have i had the but i had to buy the book i remember (laughs) you you telling that story yeah isn't your brother one of the people that can actually do it with their eyes closed he he used to be able to i don't know if he can now that was a long time ago and i used to use that story i probably used it during our revival tour things where i'm talking talking about leaving something in god's hands you know just put it in his hands and let go of it and i would use the illustration about how uh when the rubik's cube was hot i bought one got frustrated with it, bought the booklet with a solution, solved it, and then set it on top of my TV and left it there. It just gathered <laughs> dust. My brother's right. home from the airport. I think it was the same visit that I've told you about where I, I lost him one morning. I couldn't find him anywhere, and he was out on the front <laughs> yeah. porch. It's 30 degrees. He's barefoot, wearing jeans and a T-shirt, sipping his cup right. of coffee, watching the squirrels play. You know, <laughs> and I said, you're going to freeze out here. He said, oh, this, this is nothing because he'd been living in Alaska for all these years, right. you know. So, uh, <laughs> so, so uh, he says, oh, you've got a Rubik's Cube. I said, yeah. He said, "Uh, you mind if I play with it? I said, sure. And I picked the solved Rubik's Cube up off the top of the TV, spun it around several times and mixed it up really good and handed it to him and walked in the kitchen to make more coffee. And a minute later, he comes walking in with his empty cup. And I said, I said, where's the cube? Oh, I fixed it. It's on top of the TV. And I walked in and it was solved. Wow. (laughs) Just like, what? So (laughs) I, I didn't touch it again after that. But... Thanks to our friends at Guinness. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known that. It looks like a lamb. The Mark and Mac show is in no way sponsored by Guinness. Um, A 20-year-old Rubik's Cube enthusiast in Britain broke a Guinness World Record by solving 6,931 Rubik's Cube's puzzles in 24 hours. George Schlo, Schlo, uh, Sholey, that's his name, George Sholey, live-streamed his attempt from a London hotel room 
as he took on the record for the most rotating puzzle cubes solved in 24 hours. Scholey, whose attempt was timed to coincide with Guinness's World Records Day, solved 6,931 cubes in 24 hours, breaking the record of 5,800, which was set by Eric Limeback of Canada in 2013. Scholey is the reigning cubing champion in Britain and is ranked as one of the top-rated speed cubers in the world by the World Cube Association. Wow. I'm just going to let that sink in. There's a World Cube Association. The hardest part of the record, he says, was hitting the 12-hour mark. I felt pretty drained, and everyone else was so excited. They were celebrating, saying, you're on mark to break the record. But then I was like, it's only 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Sholey said he was disappointed to not make it to 7,000. Quote, toward the end of the night, I saw I was getting closer to 7,000, and I'm a bit annoyed I didn't get that result, but that's fine. I also took breaks, and it's an attempt over 24 hours. Okay. Well, all right, so he took breaks, meaning... They stop the clock? Um, no, I I, I don't okay. think so. I think it was you know he took breaks during the twenty four hour mm-hmm. period, and right. I think he's okay. what he's saying is he took breaks. If he hadn't taken breaks, he might have hit seven thousand. Okay, yeah, hmm. still cool. I mean, yeah. Again, I can't do one. So no, no. <laughs> These guys, but there is a method to it, right? Yeah, I mean, there is. No matter what it is, yeah, there's a pattern. Yeah, there's okay. a pattern. No and matter how messed up yeah. the cube is, mm-hmm. you just did the pat. You just do the thing, right? Right. There is. It's a pattern. That's the, what the book teaches you is is the pattern. You start out, and it doesn't matter how messed up it looks. You start by spinning mm-hmm. this layer this way, this layer this way, and then you follow a pattern, and it will solve. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I might have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Shoot video when you do, would you? Yeah. I'll be on that. <laughs> right. liferadio.fm the market mag show and you know we were talking during the music about the rubik's cube thing and i'm serious mark that the only way i could solve one is if there was a way to peel the colors off you know (laughs) put them back on there but i I am seriously thinking about getting one now just because it's it just sounds like something that would be just enough to make me nuts and i think there there's value in that you know yeah so what's wrong with dave cube <laughs> <laughs> well there's one now um that i keep seeing advertised it's popping up on facebook ads um and i think it's for at walmart is walmart ads but when you pick it up all the sides are dark and mm-hmm. they light up from the inside as you're okay. playing it and i i you know <laughs> I, I would i want them I want the stickers back. What I'm getting at is that you don't get stickers that way. You get, right. you know, you can't cheat by peeling the stickers off yeah. and putting them where you want them to be. Yeah. And that never worked anyway because, you, you know, right. I mean, who really, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's kind of a funny idea. Yeah. But really, I'm too lazy for that, man. I yeah. just, yeah, there's, I, but I am one of those people, I like the solving of those things. And yeah. it, uh, I've tried to do it. I mean, really have. Yeah. But. I don't want to do it so bad that I could sit there for hours on end and do it. Um, I really need to know the shortcut. Even that way with Mario, you know, when playing yeah. the Mario Brothers game, the first, you know, where right. the yeah. one where he's, you know, I learned all the shortcuts and everything <laughs> else know. on that so that I, I can know. get to the end. I and know. then when you beat the game, all it does is starts back over at the but with it goes a little faster and has uh-huh. new things on it. It it's makes like, it harder. I, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. so. That's the kind of how I felt about the Rubik's Cube. It's like the difference is 
where's the payout? At the end of the day, no matter how often I do it, Mark, no matter what, I know that I can't be the best at it, no right. matter how good yeah. I, mainly because, no, it's just not something I could do. Yeah. But I just don't, I still don't understand how you can sit there blindfolded and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, this un, three un, times this un, way. Unless it's a pattern. Like I yes. said. Yeah. I know. Okay. But I again, went, I still can't get it, Mark. Right. Well, I went and looked up the this new cube that I was talking about where it's all yeah. dark, right? It's called the Phantom Cube. It is, uh, it, what it is, is that, that all the colors on the sides are, they're heat activated. So you put your hands on them and it reveals the colors. You heat them right. up with your hands. So, and the trick is you have to heat it up with your hands, look at the colors and, and, and start solving. And, and then the cut, and then it goes black again and you have to heat it back <laughs> up again and look at the colors and keep yeah. working on it. That's just a, you know, another layer of frustration that, that brings tools into the process of solving Yeah. You know, I just broke out my crazy eight ball from the uh, 1978 yes, yes. Uh, Christmas, and it says this will not be solved in your home. There you go. <laughs> Life radio dot FM Mark and Mac show. And, you know, all right. You know how I love the headlines. Okay, yeah, I really uh-huh. do. Because. Yeah. I have learned over the years that headlines and the first two sentences of a story are actually a sales pitch to get you to continue reading. Right. And oftentimes when I'm glancing at a headline, depending on the time of day, which basically, no, it's every time I see this story and I'm thinking food. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I am. I'm ready to pull out the Jack's app and order fried chicken. That's what I'm, I'm like. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, because we're in the middle of dealing with music, I also was thinking, well, I it could be Ringo Starr, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because drumsticks actually could be a couple of different things. This is true. So here we go. Mm-hmm. What's happening in Scotland, Mark? Mm-hmm. In Scotland, a thief pulled a gun on the staff of a chicken takeout joint and demanded they give him all their money. Instead... The staff decided to ignore the gun and chased the man out of their shop by pelting him with chicken drumsticks. There you go. <laughs> no. If you're the kind of criminal that can be scared off with chicken, the name's appropriate. <laughs> and then the owner of the chicken joint docked them all for the price of all the oh, drumsticks. Oh, you know he yeah. did. Yes. <laughs> And Mrs. Riley is really mad because those chicken <laughs> drumsticks were for actually, you know what? Yes. Y'all pick them up. You get the dirt off those things and you put them back out there. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, pulling out of the station because that's what we do, by golly. <laughs> All right, Mark. Um, yeah. So far today, basically, we have been. Um, the dog in the woods chasing the squirrel. So, mm, yeah. So what else is new? If you're out in the woods chasing a squirrel and you happen by, uh, I don't know, an old ratty looking pair of sandals, hey, man, stop and grab them That's because right. they might have belonged to somebody real important. Well, if you're a dog, it didn't matter. As long as they stunk, you were going to chew them up. So that's it. <laughs> well, the California house where Steve Jobs co founded Apple is a historical site. And now. The sandals he wore while pacing its floors have been sold for nearly $220,000. 
the well-used brown suede Birkenstocks dating to the mid-1970s set a record for the highest price ever paid for a pair of sandals. You're messing with me. I know you are. This is according to Julian's Auctions. Um, Come on. They said in the listing on their website, the cork and jute footbed retains the imprint of Steve Jobs' feet which had been shaped after <laughs> after years of use. The sandals were wow. expected to bring $60,000, but the final sale price with an accompanying uh, accompanying NFT was $218,750. Now, we don't know who bought them because the buyer's name has <sighs> not been supplied, but uh, $218,750 for Steve Jobs' old Birkenstocks. Man, but you know, you can still get some of his DNA off those things. Oh, and then, oh. hey man, all you need to create your next Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is more important um, in the grand scheme of things? Or are they both equal, Steve Jobs or Steve Wozniak? Mm. I, I think I think it's kind of equal. Yeah. Because without Woz, you wouldn't have, uh, you wouldn't have the hardware or the, right. the code. Without Jobs, you wouldn't have the company. Right. So... Or the organizational stuff that got it to the market and all that. That's right, because because uh, yeah. Woz was ready to to share the you know to share the code yeah. with all of his computer buddies. Right, and Jobs said, "Oh no, you don't. That's our company." Mm-mm. No. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's I, I always get fascinated by it because of what I I'm a I'm a big Steve Wozniak fan. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a, and it's not that I dislike Steve Jobs. It's just I think you're right that they are equally you know mm-hmm. when you look at the the whole thing and I know it it's just there was um at the same time like in 2012 or 13 whatever year it was um there was Ashton Kutcher starring as Steve Jobs in right. a, a movie about Jobs. Yeah. I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. And then there was another one um uh, where another guy played Steve Jobs and basically they used um, those big unveil parties that they had, you know, um, yeah. where Steve Jobs would unveil, here's the iPhone, here's the iPad, whatever, you right, know. Yeah. And they would, they, you know, when they would do the big show to show off whatever they were working on. Mm-hmm. And and the, both movies were really, really, I thought they were interesting. You know, yeah. I thought they were good movies. But hmm. I liked I, the one with Ashton Kutcher a little bit more. I, mean, I, I don't remember seeing either one of the movies, but I did read uh, Walter Isaacson's book. Uh, Steve Jobs' okay. a biography, and, right? Uh, and he was not a likable guy, and, right? Uh, you know, even he, he, his daughter will tell you so. You know, <laughs> but, right? Well, but, uh, dude, he and, denied that she was his daughter for uh, a long time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was just he—he he was all about. He was all focused on the business, all focused on on growth, all focused on development. I mean. And mm-hmm. there's that, there's that side of the coin, the coin. He is the hardcore businessman mm-hmm. who made Apple what it is today. Right. And then you have the flip side of the coin, which is the creative person, which was, was the what was the with right. great and powerful was. Oh he, yeah. Yeah. The guy who, who came up with the code and made it all work, mm-hmm. you know, and the hardware and everything else yeah. that he had a vision. Yep. I mean, Wozniak, Wozniak looked at Wozniak is the reason the, think about it. We all have, well, no, we all don't. We, most of us have a, a PC, you know, um, and then you, you have the PC and then you have the Mac, you know, the Apple products. Right. I'm telling you, having used both of them, whether you like it or not, if you're used to the PC and all those things, fine. That was the PC is kind of what Wozniak envisioned. However, the Apple products, if they have all of his 
you know, technical stuff, but it is the Steve Jobs plan, mm-hmm. which was boom, it shut down. You buy this, it kind of it's an appliance. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. you don't take a toaster oven and and change it all up to make it more powerful. You use it. Right. Here's your toaster oven, plug it in and use it. Yeah. And that's how Jobs saw the computer. Yep. Plug it in and use it. Exactly Whereas Wozniak right. was like, we got to find a way to jack it up. Everybody wants more of this, more of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yep. it's just kind of interesting. And yeah. I I agree they they both are equally responsible for what we have now in mm. terms of the Mac product. Yeah. That was a day when you could go to Radio Shack or Tandy and buy a kit wow. and build your own PC, <gasps> right? The Commodore 64. Yeah, the Commodore 65 had one of those. It was You I, did? I did. Yeah. And uh, the thing is that wow. I didn't have the tape drive. So you could spend hours and hours and hours entering code to to build a program that would make a little ball bounce across the screen. And then when you shut the computer off, it was gone. Just <laughs> gone. So it didn't save it anywhere. It was just <laughs> gone. But but back then you had that you had that Tandy home computer mentality. Mm-hmm. And then you right. had, you know, then you had the companies thinking about, okay, let's, let's put that in a, in this, uh, this beige colored case and put one on every desktop and every business, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and then you had Steve jobs who looked at it, as you said, as an appliance, it's just a tool people use. And his mentality was so far that direction that he used to go overseas to, to places like Germany and look at, um, at, at how at appliances by mm-hmm. high end expensive appliance makers to see how they're designed. They were designed and the aesthetics of those things they were, they, they had to have a certain visual appeal, a certain way that they looked. Yeah. And that's, that's, he knew that that was what was going to ca- uh, catch the marketplace he wanted to catch. And he was right. He, he was right. That's remarkable. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mag Show, and it is good to have you with us. We appreciate it as we, uh, you know, we are heading into the holidays. Uh, you know, it, it being the, well, I was trying to think of uh, our countdown to Festivus because we tend to miss it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like. Do, yeah, the It'll be funny. We'll talk about Festivus. We'll be around Festivus. And then all of a sudden it hits and we're moved on to something else. And it's like, we missed it again. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And which, you know what? Missing Festivus, you know, kind of fits with the whole Festivus theme. You know, it's just it really does, a little different. It? <laughs> it's funny because I, I mentioned it, you know, the other day to LaDonna. I said, you know, we need to get this and get ready for Festivus. Yeah. And I could tell she had no idea what I was talking about. Thought, what, what of us? Wait, what? Yeah, I'm gonna, and I thought, I'm going to keep yammering on about this and just start making I'm going to see if she's listening, you know? And because she was acting like she was. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, really? That's and funny. I, and as I caught on to the fact that I started talking about, you know, back in, you know, 1973 when they first did this. And, the, and I'm yeah. not kidding. She actually acted like she was interested. And That's I went funny. back through our entire married life together and realized she hasn't heard maybe 90% of what I've ever said. That actually funny. means anything. Yeah. Which just tells you I talk too much, you know, I'm, I'm the epitome of that song. You talk too much. You worry me to death. You talk too much. You even worry my pet. You just talk, talk, talk too much. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, uh, Mark, we have, uh, I'm trying to figure. Did, yes. 
I'm I'm lost. You know, it, I am just lost. I the the day has moved past me somehow, Mark. I feel like I'm watching another History Channel show that I thought was going to be about history, but turned out to be aliens living at the bottom of that hole on Oak Island. You know? Oh no! All right. Firefighters in New York do mm-hmm. something pretty cool. Yeah. Um, firefighters responded to a home in New York's Long Island region to rescue a dog who fell into a cesspool and became stranded Yikes. 12 feet underground. The Are they still called cesspool or did you make that up? I'm just reading from the story. Ah, from the, it was in the a story, a cesspool. Yes, okay. it is. A lot like bovine, okay. yes. The uh, the homeowner said <laughs> <laughs> her dog, Duke, a, bla- a black lab French bulldog mix, fell into the cesspool mm. through a manhole that had been uncovered for service. The Melville Volunteer Fire Department responded to the home and found Duke swimming about 12 feet down in the cesspool. The oh. department called in help from the Huntington Manor Fire Department and the Suffolk County Emergency Services Unit. The, the rescuers ended up using a rescue tripod and animal snare to lasso Doke, uh, Duke, that is, and lift him to mm-hmm. safety. And the Melville Volunteer Fire Department said in a Facebook post, the dog was wet, dirty, and afraid, but uninjured, and was escorted to, with family members to a local veterinarian for further evaluation. Family members? Other dogs or people? I don't think it matters. They were all weird. The dog was wet, dirty, and afraid, but uninjured and was escorted with family members. I'm just oh, yeah. thinking you got Duke, you got the Duchess, and you got the Jester. <laughs> all, and All the you pups. Know. Yeah, all the pups. Yeah. They hauled them off. That would the be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be funny. They never then, mentioned the dog's smell, though, because <laughs> you think about the dog falling down the manhole into the cesspool. That <clears> dog's <throat> not coming indoors for a long time. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and hey depending on when you listen okay you could be hearing this as we end the show mm-hmm. or as we're getting ready you know which means we got you know, great music on the way or it could be listening to this um on a replay where i don't know what's coming up next or <laughs> you could be listening to this right before we begin the the live show right because we aired you know so yeah. i'm not exactly sure where it is in your day-to-day but I will tell you this, if you are confused, weirded out by anything we say or do, know that we love you and we yeah. don't care. If you're weirded <laughs> out by no. <laughs> I'm kidding. We care, but I'm just kidding. not enough. You know, <laughs> I just, just having a weird day, you know, uh, and it's like, you know, the, we all have them. We, it, You know what? It could be that you're trying to get something that you bought at a thrift store connected in the way it's supposed to. <laughs> Or it could be that you went to a store and you bought a shirt and you come home and you realize that it's not buttoned right. You know, yeah. it's, it's off. And then you realize you didn't go to a, a real store. You went to this, the knockoff store. You know, like, oh, no. I've, oh, have no. you done that, Mark? I did it. I'm really? not kidding. I, you're, yes. I didn't know that they had stores that actually looked like retail stores that sold stuff that was wrong. Okay. Oh, oh. And, oh. Yeah, I needed was... a suit. I, I needed a sport coat and I ran in cause it was like, I got to get one. I was. And so I ran in, got a sport coat, came out and put it on and realized, wait a minute, either one of my arms is deformed or this suit was made wrong. You know, the suit coat. And I'm, and so anyway, the yep. whole thing is I was so proud. It looked great, but I'm a guy I didn't really notice. And then I, I'm like, 
I can't wear this. The buttons are messed. It's like, how do you sell something like that? Like, and who would wear it? The yeah. only reason I did it was an accident. But you know those stores I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I mean, they're called outlet malls. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's where we need to go for Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's Just hit it. The outlet mall. There you go. That's the holiday. Actually, you know what? I would like to go to that place up on was Albertville, Boaz, Alabama, where they sell like the unclaimed stuff, less, you know, the, uh, airport stuff, the suitcases. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah. Joint. Unclaimed baggage. Yes. Thank you. Yes. The thing is, I thought about going up there. Uh, that would be a fun little outing for me and LaDonna to take, you sure, know, for the sure. day, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But because like everything else, you can go online and, and see what they have. Yes. And dude, I went online and looked in the prices and I'm like, <laughs> If this was unclaimed at the airport, I'm not paying full retail price. Exactly. You know, yeah. I don't know what's on. I'm not kidding. And I'm looking at these prices going, do you really think somebody's mm. going to give you that much for that used? No, yeah. Not yeah, I, I did the same thing myself. I've been there twice. And yeah, I, uh, the first time I went in, I thought I am going to find a new lens for my camera. They've got to have right. something that'll fit my camera oh, <clears> yeah. and it's got to be cheap. And I went, yeah. I made a beeline for that section. They've got a glass display case with all the stuff in it. And I said, Hey, let me see that one there. And I looked at it and looked at the price tag and said, Hey, thanks. That's enough. You know, yeah. I, this is yeah. like, it was, this is used yes. and you're charging re, full retail it, it, or close to it. Yeah. And, and I think, well, I think they learned the same lesson that thrift stores have learned. And this is something that, that, right. That, Mike and I will go through on a Saturday, on a Saturday mm -hmm. morning. And that is that if you're going to sell something, people are savvy enough to pull out right. their cell phone and go to eBay and see what they're selling yeah. for on eBay. And right. if you can get it for less than that, then you've got a deal. But right. nowadays you go and you, you see that, let's say you see that beautiful tailor-made big tailor-made driver in the, in the rack. And you're thinking, mm -hmm. Oh, that's gorgeous. Is that a deal? Right. And you look it up and you realize, Oh, they just did the same thing I did, which was right. they went to eBay and looked up what it's going for. And that's the price on the sticker. Right. So you're not saving any money. You could buy the same thing from eBay, right? If this is the, if your price on this piece is a suggestion that we can negotiate with. Okay. But if this is actually a sticker that you expect me to pay, we ain't doing this. Yeah. Homie ain't playing that game. Right. Ugh. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.